Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Thursday, April 22nd. I'm J.E. Skeets. Along with me, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. hey Hey, yo. yo! We've got the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend. Mm. Lee Lee. And last but not least, making the magic happen here is JD. Hello. There he is. And here we are. Shout out to the stream team for joining us live right now on YouTube. Please smash that like button, leave your comments, and subscribe. We are trying to reach 40,000 subs by, well, hmm, tomorrow. <laughs> Gotta hit uh, the gas here. Yeah, yeah. I'm not happy right now with what's going on in the subs, let's be <laughs> honest. A little too slow for my liking, but thank you to everybody that has already. We're not hitting 40k now, but still, share the show with your friends and let's get that up, up, up. Guys, email us your questions and comments for this week's, or I guess next week's, Beach Steppin' Podcast. No dunks at theathletic.com. We did hit the beach yesterday. Uh, things very quickly went off the rails. Uh, it was an insane beach step in podcast, and that is saying something. Though, uh, amidst the giggles and the dogs <laughs> and stuff like that, we discussed some like weird NBA award winners. Uh, Lee pointing out Bobby Simmons winning most improved back in the Clippers days. Uh, we talked about whether or not LeBron James can break Robert Parrish's the Chiefs record for all-time career games played. We talked about things that uh, we've maybe embraced or at least ditched that might upset our homeland. A lot of spelling talk in yesterday's show. <laughs> we got into like uh, who the hell Patrick Marlowe is and all that, and I upset a bunch of people on Twitter about that. Anyway, go check it out. Fun Beach Stepping Podcast, an insane one. Uh, finally here, go grab your merch at nodunks.com. Okay, busy, busy day for the No Dunks crew. Tess is what you need to know, mini recap pod. That's already up. So make sure you go and listen to that or watch that on YouTube. Later today, TK and I are going to host another NBA Top Shot Pack Drop. Um, You can join us at 5 p.m. Eastern for that live stream over at NBATopShot.com as we all try and score some uh, MGLE Premium Pack. So swing by, say hi, and hang out with the Top Shot Hot Boys, uh, TK and I. That's at 5 p.m. And then later, basically we're going to go from that live stream right into (laughs) this one. Um, it's the NBA Happy Hour watch party. So we'll jump on the YouTubes here to host another NBA Happy Hour, another hang. Uh, we'll fire that up around halftime of the Sixers-Bucks game on TNT. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll play another round of GeoGuessr, Lily. You want to do that oh, again? Yeah. You were so good yeah. at that. Uh, I think we just hop straight into Carmen San Diego. I'd love to play that. I've got the console here, so... Uh... You know. <laughs> although i guess we sure. need to play it on the screen don't we yeah, yeah. yeah. there's gotta be no. a sim somewhere out there yeah there is there is i've got it i've got it saved here i'll show you wow well, but no. i've got it don't worry Save yeah. it. I, I don't need you showing me carmen san diego on your computer you couldn't figure out how to work your headphones about 10 minutes before firing up this live stream yeah but we got there in the end didn't we no, we, we, just sure, did the we sure did you had to do nothing <laughs> well i did the i'll turn the computer off turn it on and just hope for the best and you know what <laughs> Worked every time. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Always works. Undefeated, uh, for sure. All right, so lots to get to here. 12 games on last night. We won't get to everything. Again, highly recommend you check out Tass's What You Need to Know, where he at least touches briefly on every single game. But let's start with a little What You Got. What You Got? What You Got? Hey, What You Got There? Uh... Let's start with some big games, some big wins. For the second time this week, the Suns knocked off one of the top teams in the East, guys. Chris Paul, 28 points. Devin Booker, 19 to lead Phoenix to the 116-113 victory over Philly on Wednesday. Embiid's 85-foot heave uh, at the buzzer <laughs> nearly dropped, and we'll get into that in a second. And then later in the night, MVP to be 
Nikola Jokic scored 25 points. He made three key free throws down the stretch to give the Nuggets a 106-105 victory over the reeling Blazers. So we'll start with this one, guys. The more impressive victory, Suns or the Nuggets, what you got, Trey? Nice win by the Nuggets. The usual shorthanded Sixers stuff applies here. No Ben Simmons, no Tobias Harris, but I'm still going with the Phoenix Suns who went on the road and beat a potential finals team. That's impressive. Even more impressive, kind of starting to become commonplace at this point with mm-hmm. the Suns. They just beat the Bucks in overtime on Monday, gutted another one out again last night because just like that Bucks game, it wasn't a lights-out Devin Booker game. I mean, he was great uh, in the fourth quarter, scored eight straight to really ice things, but that was Chris Paul and Mikhail Bridges who picked up the slack. Chris Paul, he's still good. Can't deny it. 28-8 and eight for Chris Paul. 10 of 17 shooting. A cool 10 points and 5 assists in the fourth quarter. The usual perfect conductor stuff. But I really love that Mikhail Bridges revenge game. Drafted by the Sixers. Played high school ball in Philadelphia. Played college ball in Philadelphia. The Sixers drafted him. Traded him to the Suns on draft night. 18 for Bridges last night. Made a couple of threes. Another banger win for the Suns. They're only a game and a half back from Utah right now. For the number one overall seed. Jazz are going to be tough to catch. They've been great all year. But these two teams play a week from Friday. That is going to be a huge game. We're going to be talking about that team. Whoever wins that game for sure on Monday as a winner of the weekend. Great stuff again from the Suns last night. I mean, you're hearing a lot of dark horse title contender buzz now for the Suns. With the way they've been able to pull these wins over Eastern Conference contenders out of the hat. And, uh, you know, playing these close games on the road, pulling out the wins. They've been road warriors all year long. Another awesome one for Phoenix last night. Lele, do you agree with TK? More impressive victory. Is it the Suns beating the Sixers there, holding on, and having that Embiid uh, 85-foot heave uh, bounce in and out? Or uh, is it the Nuggets, you know, continuing to win without Jamal Murray? That's the important part here, I think, of this question. Definitely impressive. uh, But as sort of Trey mentioned off the top there, the Blazers just seem to be struggling badly. Now, Norm Powell, that shot drops in, and the Blazers win that game at the end there. It was very, very close. But I am also going with uh, Phoenix because I just want to... I'm still, I guess, you know, and people, Suns fans are letting me know that I maybe aren't super convinced yet that they can do this in the playoffs because it's just a different game in the playoffs but getting quality wins over quality opponents who were shorthanded let's be fair but still you've got to win those games and they did and they hung on there and I mean if a game's close in the fourth quarter I know Devin Booker was great but if Chris Paul's got the ball in his hands there's so much confidence in him getting his team over the line because he just knows how to finish games that's exactly what he did in OKC last season as well the teams when it comes close clutch points clutch minutes if Chris Paul's got the ball in his hands, he's going to make the right decision, whether it's going to be finding a guy, whether it's going to go into that little mid-range where he just loves to fire that 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 shot in. It's great. And, uh, you know, we mentioned the other day Zach Lowe had 55 contenders for most improved. <laughs> I wonder if you could tell me where Mikhail Bridges uh, fell in that gap. Oh, there, yeah. Uh, Skeetsy, because he won't win it. Um, you know, his numbers certainly just aren't, aren't as impressive as someone like a Julius Randle. But in terms of the way that he has played for them, shooting that three ball this season, shooting the ball incredibly well, over 50%, and playing great defense. He has been a very important contributor to that Phoenix Suns team. You know, when Chris Paul finds him in the corner, he, he hits him with confidence. Javon Carter hit a couple of big ones too last night. But uh, right now, the Phoenix Suns getting these wins, as you mentioned, against Phil- uh, Milwaukee the other night in overtime, now against Philadelphia in, in, a, in a close game. Those are the sorts of things that uh, that they have that playoff-like atmosphere. And when you've got a closer like Chris Paul, it does make it uh, more convincing that this team is legit. But, yeah, very, very fun game too. Good game. Yeah. Uh, Joel Embiid, I thought, was incredible again. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, man, that shot drops at the end there. How he was able to do it, I think it was 0.8 seconds on the yeah. clock, to sort of heave it that far in that in that way and get it off in time was incredible. Yeah, it's an insane attempt here. Uh, the 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 This is the Booker uh, first off, like clutch shot, nice just shot. unbelievable. That's huge. I mean, you say Chris Paul's the closer, but they got two of them. They really yeah. do. They 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 have Booker as well. That that was huge. But yeah, let's see the Embiid one if you've got that JD, um, because that one was hilarious. Off the rebound, where he then, in sort of just one motion, yeah. like you said, Lee, chucks it one hand baseball style. Wow. And. That thi- that is oh. that is in and then out. Yeah. Um, so it brings me to a fun question that for everybody in the stream team, for everybody listening and watching later, off of that Embiid miss, you know, what are some of your other favorite like what if 
that thing falls type of shots in NBA history. I assume a lot of them will be sort of maybe from the playoffs because those are more sort of memorable games. And it's like, wow, that's a real big what if. If that thing falls, maybe this team goes on to win the championship, whatever. But Lee, uh, you first. Do you have a a favorite what if uh, that thing falls down uh, shot? I think it's game seven of the 2016 finals. It's the LeBron dunk where he gets fouled by uh, Draymond Green. I mean, if he throws that down, that's just maybe the biggest dunk in NBA history because it was just it was just huge down the lane there. Uh, he hit one of those free throws, of course, that basically sealed the game. But that's kind of where I went. I just thought about the, the, some of those missed dunks. Russell Westbrook had one in the playoffs against the Lakers back in the day where he jumped from almost the free throw line and tried to dunk on, I think it was Pau Gasol and, uh, and Andrew Bynum, I think it was. He tried to dunk all over those guys. So, uh, yeah, there's been some, uh, some incredible ones. I mean, there's been a lot of shots that have gone in after the buzzer, but I think, uh, I think the dunk is still the, the one. If, you, if, if a couple of those are dropped, I think uh, we'd still be talking about them today. I mean, we're talking about them and he missed, or they were fouled on them. So, uh, yeah. you know, that just shows how impressive they were. Well, yeah, I mean, even sticking with that game 7-16 finals, what about Curry's three to tie the <laughs> yeah. game too, where Kevin Love sort of like locks them up? Yeah. I uh, rewatched that one this morning. And I remember thinking it at the time and then rewatching it again. Curry, you know, gets sort of locked up by Kevin Love. He does an incredible first job, like K-Love does, like of staying in front of him. Curry gives the ball up, right? He gives it to Draymond in this yeah. like sort of like sort of like half-ass pass. It's amazing. Draymond catches it and then he like gets it back to Curry. And for a second, Curry, uh, Trey, if you remember, Curry is like at the logo. He's super deep. And he thinks about it. He pump fakes, but it sure looks like he's like, well, I'm going to shoot this. And I wish he did. Like, I honestly wish he tried. Because then he, of course, drives again. Love again, like, scrambling to stay in front of him. Then Curry, like, sort of going to his right after a little crossover, like, chucks it up. And it nearly goes because it's Curry. But that, that's, a, that's a crazy what if. I wish he just pulled, like, Lillard styled from where he was when he <laughs> got the ball back from Draymond. Maybe uh, would have even had a cleaner look. He probably would have because it was uh, at least an open look, even though it was deep. But um, what do you have, Trey? Do you have another what if shot? The only thing that's even close to this is Gordon Hayward's miss in the NCAA title game. Yeah, like Tim Duncan missing a putback and a and a, a bunny against the Heat in the 2013 oh, finals. Yeah. Like, that's a huge one. But, you know, the Spurs came back and win the championship the next year anyways. I do think that the Curry one is the biggest what if. If he makes that, Kevin Durant probably doesn't sign with the Golden State Warriors. And we're talking mm. about a completely different five years from that moment on. Uh, but the Hayward miss for the distance and the stakes of the game and how close he was to hitting it, super similar to Embiid. It's kind of like a mix of Embiid and that crazy Devin Harris uh, shot that went in. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the stakes are the thing that makes it different. Like, yeah. I'm loving this Joel Embiid thing. It's fun to have seen it in real time and to have experienced it with everybody. But are we going to make, are we going to remember a miss on April 21st, five years from now? Maybe, maybe another crazy miss like this will happen and we'll have to go into the archives and say, Man, what was the craziest miss in regular season NBA history? This one might be it. It very well might be. Yeah. You know, there are people in the stream team pointing out, like, uh, Patrick Ewing's sort of yeah. missed finger roll. There's the Vince Carter, of course, that whole uh, thing yeah. uh, in his uh, Raptors series versus the Sixers. That was the whole graduation day, game seven, where he gets an uh, attempt to uh, sort of to win that series and comes up short. So, yeah, it's got to be... Uh, it usually has to be, you're right, Trey, like, we're not going to really remember this. It was just crazy to see. I mean, the yeah, thing exactly nearly goes right. in. It would have been pretty uh, pretty amazing if he had uh, knocked it down, and it was damn close. Uh, <laughs> wow, what if one of you guys made a half-court shot in summer league, says Sam Yono. Wow, shots fired, man. Hey, there are a couple real close ones. If you go back and watch the tape of the 40 attempts we took over or whatever five years we were there, uh, a couple of them nearly went in. Some of them not so close, but uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's hear from you guys out there with that one. Uh, you know, the more impressive victory from from last night, Suns or Nuggets. You said Norm Powell, yeah, having a good look there, Lee, just before we move on. I mean, that's like, what, the second time here for Norman Powell in the last couple of games where, like, he had that three the other night we talked yeah. about, like, wide open, rattles in and out. And then, yeah, he had a chance there with the little floater, and uh, it doesn't drop. And then the Nuggets escape. They're still winning these games yeah. without Jamal Murray, which is pretty amazing. All right. Our next one, we're going streaking here, guys. Julius Randle, 40 points, 10 boards, to lead New York to the overtime victory over the Hawks on Wednesday. It was the Knicks' NBA best eighth straight win. Oh, my God. Break up them Knicks. The Zombie Raptors, they seized control of the third quarter in their 114-103 victory over the Nets, extending their winning streak to four games uh, when everybody thought they were going to be tanking and that they were dead and buried after the Bulls beat them a couple weeks ago. And then finally, Steph Curry went cold for the first time all month. That helped Washington rally from 11 points down 
in the fourth to beat the Dubs by four. The Cinderella Wizards, they've won six straight and are actually <laughs> into the 10th spot in the Eastern Conference. So that was a lot of information. But the question is, what was or what is the most shocking win streak? Is it, is it the Wizards? Is it the Raptors? Or is it the Knicks with the uh, NBA best eight straight and we'll start with you Lily. what do you got well of all the crazy things to happen this season I didn't think at one point I'd be saying the teams with the two longest active streaks are the Knicks and the Wizards Mm. Uh, the Wizards somehow have beaten the Jazz and the Warriors twice this season Uh, so that's incredible but it's got to be the Knicks for me because they are actually going to be in the playoffs no matter what Uh, eight in a row three of those have been in overtime five have been by double digits as well and Julius Randle who didn't have a great game against the Hornets the night before bounced back last night and in very impressive fashion. Look at the uh, efficiency of this line. 40 points, 11 for 21 shooting, 6 of 8 from 3, and 12 of 13 from the free throw line, uh, and, you know, and carried his team to victory. Now, Trey Young picked up an injury and missed the four, most of the fourth quarter in overtime. But still, the Knicks you know, just have to keep on winning those games, and to get a 10-point victory in overtime is pretty good. And Emmanuel quickly, I mean, he, one of his favorite players, or his favorite player growing up was Lou Williams, and uh, he's been pretty good this season anyway, Emmanuel Quickly. But these last two nights, he's played just like Lou Williams, <laughs> coming out there shooting threes. He attempts five a game. He makes them at 38%. He's already made more threes in his career than two-point shots, Emmanuel Quickly. And uh, <laughs> it's crazy because he's got that sort of flingy sort of shooting yep. motion there. It's not uh, the prettiest shot ever, but it goes in and it's effective and he's confident. So um, I-, I think it has to be the Knicks again. This was a pretty good game. It was almost like it just felt sort of halfway through that third quarter that maybe this was just the the Knicks were due for a bad game and we're going to lose this one. But uh, they fought back. They led by seven points. They went on a big run in the fourth quarter. Then the Hawks fought back without Trey Young. Mm-hmm. Bogdanovich hits that corner three to send the game to overtime, which was a very well executed play. I don't know if it was just bad defense from the Knicks. I think it was, I think it was just well done from uh, the Hawks to get Bogdanovich open. Hits a three. But then in overtime, Julius Randle took over and the Knicks, uh, and Knicks won this one comfortably. So I'm going with New York because uh, they've homer. been great. Their defense <laughs> yeah. is great. Their three-point shooting is great. And honestly, these last two nights in Madison Square Garden, the games have been fun. So yeah. uh, I'm going with the Knicks. Did you see uh, the crowd after this victory too, uh, flooding out of MSG? I was like, man, I wish Lee Ellis was there screaming, you know, that they got the fourth seed and they got the eight-game winning streak. I mean, it was a party, man. People are celebrating. Knicks fans are uh, riding the high here with this eight-game win streak. And again, into a home court advantage there uh, right now. Yes. Uh, this was a big win against the Hawks, obviously, in terms of the seeding. These teams are like, uh, you know, step and step there. But uh, Trey... You agree with Lili, the homer here, Knicks fan, uh, as the most shocking win streak, or is it the Zards or the Raps, the zombie Raps to you? I mean, at this point, it's not surprising that the Knicks keep this win streak up. That last take that Julius Randle had where he straight up pancakes John Collins, oh a strong God. guy underneath the hoop, that was like a man versus a child right there. Wow, that was, that was an impressive one. Uh, But I'm not surprised that Lee picked the Knicks, of course. But the most shocking win streak has got to be the Wizards. They're on a six-gamer right now. Had a five-game win streak earlier in the season. That's 11 of their 25 wins have come over the course of like two and a half weeks. Very odd. But the key, they're playing Russell Westbrook basketball here. Once uh, you're going to see a big beef here, and you can tell that Scotty Brooks has said, we're going back to the Thunder days where we're playing small ball. There's not going to be a big guy out there to get in your way. Go get every single rebound, bring it up, and it's working. Because as soon as you turn your team over to playing Russell Westbrook ball, it unlocks Russell Westbrook. And when he's playing in the perfect situation, he's obviously still effective. Uh, The Wizards, man. I don't know. We're going to talk about the (laughs) play-in tournament here. I will be fine cheering for the Raptors in the play-in tournament, but I will not be fine cheering for the Wizards in the play-in tournament. Let me say that. I can get on board with the Raptors. I can't get on board with the Wizards, but impressive stuff that they're able to be picking up these wins. They were one of the worst defensive teams in the league for the first half of the season. They're doing better on that side, at least. They're at least competing and somehow stacking up them W's. Yeah, well, let's show you, uh, you know, the East standings here, this play-in race, because it's... uh... It's obviously a little convoluted. You got so many lines on these damn things now. But uh, you see the Knicks there at fourth, followed by the Hawks and the Celtics. It it feels like those top six teams are going to be, for the most part, the top six teams, you know, the Heat are right there, of course, too. So maybe they get in there. But then you got the Hornets hanging on to eighth. And then the play-in tournament here, these teams trying to hold on to ninth and tenth. It's the Pacers right now. They got a big win. You know, they stopped the bleeding Mm -hmm. last night. They were playing the Thunder, so that helps. 
And then the Wizards with a, you know, an improbable comeback there. Again, Curry going cold. They get the victory. So they are in sole position right now at 10. And then it's the Raps and the Bulls and the Cavs behind them. Lee, if you were a betting man. Actually, you know what? Screw that. Who do you want in the mm. play-in tournament? Like, what's your ideal four teams there, seven through ten? Like, what do you think is just the most exciting uh, to you? Well, definitely the Heat and the Hornets. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to take those two. And then, um, oh man, I, I can't really pit against the Bulls or the Raptors. I can't pick one of you guys <laughs> yeah, over yeah, the yeah. other. So I'm going to have to take the Wizards in there because at least I've got Bradley <laughs> Beal. I've got my homer <laughs> right, in there. Right, right. <laughs> so then it comes down to oh, the Pacers, the Raptors, or the Bulls. Um, Look at this guy. He's going to put Sexland into the play. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jumping from 13th to 10th just to spite us. I think, I think okay, this is where I'll go. Look, okay. the Raptors won the championship a couple of years ago. Skeetsy, you've had your glory. It's been a while since we've seen the Bulls in the playoffs. Have some fun. Trey's been up and down this season. Let's throw the Bulls in there. Let's get the Bulls because I've heard they're back. And, uh, I, you so haven't this heard is- it from me. I told you as soon as they <laughs> lost that game to the Warriors. Unfortunately, the Bulls did not come back from the All-Star yeah. break. Yeah, I, I, I will just choose the Bulls just because I would love to see Trey have a little bit of, uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I, want to, I want to see Trey just see, get excited in the playoffs and, say, and, and listen to Trey like sort of talk the Bulls. Oh, I think we can get out of this uh, playing tournament. I think if we get into that first round, we could cause some trouble as well. You know, so well, uh, whoever wins the play in tournament, guaranteed they're going to beat the one seed in game one. They're going to hey, have that rhythm. They're going to have that the rhythm Raptors. playing these high stake games. Lock it in. And it's going to be the Bulls. I mean, I saw today they got a 5% chance on basketball reference of still making the play-in tournament. <laughs> Zach Levine will be back soon. Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, the bad thing that has happened with the Bulls is um, they turned into the magic uh, after the trade deadline. They are now a Nick Vucevic team, and you're seeing the results. An ugly one last night. Disgusting loss yeah. to the Cavs. There was um, there's a great article up on the Athletic from a bunch of our you know beat reporters there for all these Eastern Conference teams breaking down like who's going to make this East play in tournaments like a back and forth sort of like a roundtable thing and stuff like that. And Fred Katz uh, on the Boulevard he pointed out that the Wizards and Pacers have two of the nine easiest remaining strengths of schedule in the NBA, and the Raptors and Bulls have two of the seven hardest. So yeah, I mean, looking at that just in terms of the teams that are going to be playing. You know, maybe if you are a betting man, you're going to be putting some coin on the Pacers and the Wizards to get in there. Au contraire, Skeets, so, au contraire. Iron uh, sharpens iron. you got to mm, play the good teams to make it into the play-in tournament where everybody wants to be. It's looking like we might have another Boneyard match. May 13, Bulls versus Raptors oh again. It's like the third to last game of the season, I think, for both of these teams. This is going to be a massive game with implications for the 10th seed yeah no or implications <laughs> for better chances in the lottery <laughs> hey, raptors, exactly right the raptors yeah. beat the nets last night so uh maybe if the raptors can somehow make it in maybe they could upset the nets in the first round they oh, swept yeah, them 100 percent, i believe that you can convince me of that i actually i mean ideally if i'm being honest i do think i sort of of course you're gonna drop the homer but i feel like when the raptors are at full strength they are a damn good team still yes. so it's like hey maybe you want a team in there that could like yeah challenge uh you know a team like a first seed or a second seed and then the same goes for oddly the wizards just having beal and westbrook playing at this level i'm also like i don't know like that's sort of exciting to see two stars on like an eighth seed team like go up against let's say the nets or the sixers or something like i don't think they would get like steamrolled by any means like suddenly bertons can't miss a shot after he had a baby uh, it sucks about uh denny avdia with his yeah. injury he's out for the seasons that's a bummer but they're like you know Rui's playing pretty good defense and stuff like i think they'd be scrappy i think they'd win a game or two so i think ideally i sort of want the raps and wizards just because I, I guess i believe when they're at full health that they're maybe the best of the bunch though you know the bulls are missing zach levine and that that does suck um let's just take a quick look at the west then we won't take as long on this but you've got the Mavericks uh, right on the heels of the Blazers, who are in sixth seed. So Dallas seventh right now, though. Memphis eighth. Tough loss for them last night, giving up a big lead to the uh, Clippers, who were very shorthanded. Clippers continue to roll. And then the Warriors ninth, Spurs tenth. And uh, I don't know, Lily. It's starting to look like these are going to be the teams. Just we got to figure out the order of like who's getting the uh, mm. home court advantage in the play-in tournament and stuff like that. Um, because the Pelicans and Kings and Thunder, they're, they're pretty far back, right? 
Yeah, I, and I would like, if I could choose, I would take the Pelicans over the Spurs because I'd love to see Zion in the playoffs. Uh, and the Spurs, you know what you're going to get out of them. They're going to be a tough out. But just for the uh, optics, it would be great to see the Pelicans. But as we sort of said a lot this week, I mean, they've dropped four straight. Uh, they're three and a half back already. There's just not enough time left here for them unless they go on a complete tear and the Spurs completely fall apart. Now, yeah. the Warriors losing last night, it helps, but it's just that, that that's a big, big uh, three and a half game difference, it feels uh, to me, for them to make up. So I, I think it's just shuffling the deck really from seven to ten. Uh, I guess the Blazers actually. Yeah, from there. six uh, to yeah. ten. That's the yeah. big race right there is who's going to get the sixth seed. Yeah. Post. Portland, we mentioned it earlier, they're struggling. Three straight losses. Three of their last four losses have been by one point. Ugh. And I think the stat is that they are 0-9 against the top three yes. teams in the Western Conference. So if they drop into the play, play-in tournament, I mean, they're playing one of the better teams regardless, but if they drop down there, that's uh, that's not ideal. Though, Lillard in a couple of one-game series, that would be fun to watch. That'd be mm-hmm. fun. Very fun. Same goes, of course, for Curry and any of these things. And just to remind people, because I heard even people that are like, diehard NBA fans they say screw up like what goes on in this play-in tournament yes. uh, you know people still don't really understand oh Lee's raising his <laughs> hands okay it's I think a lot of people think it's seven takes on ten and yes. then eight to nine that's not what happens here it's seven plays eight you win that game you're the seventh seed meanwhile ninth is playing tenth you win that game you still got to win another one because the loser of the seventh eighth game well they get one more crack and then being the eighth seed, they'd have to beat the winner of the ninth, tenth. That's what it is. It's not seven, ten, eight, nine, stuff like that. You know, you of course have an advantage to be in the seventh or eighth seed. Like you can lose a game and then win your second one, you're still into the playoffs. But uh, that's how that works if you care at all about the playing <laughs> tournament. And we obviously do because we're talking about a lot of these teams that we wouldn't even be addressing at this point in the season. So I guess it's sort of working. All right. Final one here. Uh, we had two more big beef boys gobbling up that roast beef last night, TK. Oh, we had a smallie and a biggie, which was nice. So, JD, roll that beautiful beef footage. Roastal Beef Brook had 20 rebounds. That's a lot of roast beef. He also had a triple-double. Who cares? We want the beef. Clint Capella had 22 rebounds. Welcome to the Five Beef Club. No dunks. We love roast beef, which is rebounds. Yeah, so there it is. I had the honor of uh, throwing to that beautiful beef footage today because I wanted to go to Trey first with the question here and what you got. What was the bigger beef? Westbrook or Capella, TK, what you got? That's a tough call. This is a Lee Ellis. Tough one. (laughs) I was looking forward to a Russell Westbrook beef for an entire season, pretty much. You know, he's one of the few guards out there capable of throwing down a 20-board game and honestly kind of disappointing when I saw the highlights from it. Westbrook, you think, is going to be a high flyer for these boards, but like we talked about earlier, they're clearing it out for him to grab it and just run. Every single rebound looked the same. Meanwhile, Capella puts in another slapper. Every one of this guy's beefs are so sloppy, but he's up to five (laughs) on the season. You know, I love the five for five deal, but my man's got a long way to go for the all-time beef lead. I looked this up. Dennis Rodman had 20 rebounds in a game, 20 times in four straight seasons. Holy crap. Crazy, right? 91 to 95. He went 39 games of 20 rebounds, 29, 27, 20. I don't think anybody's going to be catching him anytime soon, but uh, good stuff from Capella. He had a nice tip in that was maybe actually Nerland's Noel tipping it in, but those count as well. Ultimately, I got to go Westbrook since he is the smallest guy. Every beef is a blessing, but these, I got to be honest, Skeets, these were not grade A beefs. Okay. I was just about to ask Lee who he thought was the bigger beef, and I just saw that his device is not connected. Hey, plug your headphones back in, Lily, and we can figure out. Okay, we'll throw that one there uh, just at the stream team as we try and get Lily back in the mix. This guy's having a rough day when it comes to technology. That's right. Oh, my God. Like he's calling in from Turks and Caicos. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, here, try putting your uh, Turks and Caicos beach hat on. Maybe the connection will uh, get a little stronger. Okay, anyway, perfect timing. Let's be honest. We're going to take a quick break. We will get to some other news from the NBA, some of the other games or things coming up in the association. But first, got to hear from our sponsors. So TK, take it away. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Lee, where'd you go? Grab some uh, magic spoon? No, no, no. Just had a little, uh, a little upset child in my room, but he's okay now. Well, uh, in his room. Yeah, this is his brother's room. But anyway, <laughs> um, so we'll see how this goes. That's, that's, <laughs> what's <laughs> going nice, on? Nice, nice. Nah, the curtain. Like, what, why is it, what's happening over there? <laughs> uh, he's just a little bit upset here, but uh, with his but, brother? With, no, no, no. Here, come here. With come you, here. with the New York Knicks. What's up? No, no, no. Here he is. Like, there he is. You say hello. Hey, oh, hi. Oh, man. What's going on over there? No, he can't, he can't. Yeah. Okay. You go back to playing with the phone, okay? I'll... All right. Look at that. We kept the streak alive. We had Cosmo two days ago, Luna yesterday, and uh, Oscar making a cameo. Okay, guys, we got some news here. First one sucks. Uh, you know, we were talking about this game. Great victory from the Knicks there in overtime. But Trey Young exited the game uh, at MSG with a left ankle sprain, and he did not return. Now, x-rays were negative, and Young will get an MRI today. Uh, I don't know if you guys are on the Twitter machines and keeping an eye on that update on the MRI. Nothing as of right this second here on Thursday morning, but Ice Trey tweeted after the game, God had my back with this one. Be back soon. Hashtag we move. Obviously a huge blow to the Hawks' like playoff <coughs> run. Bless you, TK. He missed two games last week with a left calf injury and now has this ankle he came down on who was it it was um it wasn't nerland's noel no it was um per- pervel uh yeah norvell pell yes, yeah. yes, yes. norvell pell i called him he Pervel. fell on novell pell yeah so like, it was one of those things where like it happens a lot i feel like in the nba like the floater you do the floater the ball's in the air so long and like you're watching it i guess as a player or i don't know what it is but then he just came down on the old ankle so what happens now with the Hawks? Hopefully it's nothing serious, 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 and he's like out for a season or anything like that. But if he misses a couple of weeks, this is going to hurt the Hawks' chances to try and get home court advantage, even try and stay in a 4-5 spot with, uh, of course, like the Celtics right behind the Knicks and the Hawks right now. They'll be turning to Lou Williams, I guess, will get more burn. They picked him up at the deadline. Brandon Goodwin's been a capable backup. So maybe you just run more things through Bogdanovich. Uh, who who does have playmaking abilities, and we know he can score at a high level, so there's that possibility as well. But, like, Trey Young, like, the Hawks just cannot stay healthy. Like, they cannot have an entire squad there. DeAndre Hunter, Gallinari, and Cam Reddish are three rotation players. They're all out still. Chris Dunn hasn't played a game all season long, uh, thanks to injuries of his own. So this would uh, this would suck if Trey Young is out for any significant amount of time, Lily, because, you know, the Hawks had turned it around here under Nate McMillan. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely, they had. And we were just talking about that sort of uh, seventh through tenth seed. Well, they're only a game up of the Miami Heat as well. So, yes, if Trey Young is out for three or four games, the Hawks could all of a sudden go from looking like they're probably going to finish in the top six to maybe having to drop back into that playing tournament, which is where they don't want to be. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not sure exactly. I think Bogdanovich is probably more likely to take more of that responsibility because he's done that for his country. But I think they prefer to have him off the ball just catching and shooting because that's where he's so good. Uh, but good win. Yeah, he, he actually hit a couple of threes too last night. So it's just a blow here for the Hawks because uh, from what the season started off, well, started off okay, then sort of fell apart, and then they seem to be back on track. So hopefully uh, he can shake this off and be back because uh, without him, really hard to see the Hawks doing any any damage. I mean, I think, again, they're, they're one of those teams, if they can just get to the playoffs and win a first-round series, which is possible if they would draw the Celtics or the Hornets or someone like that, that's great for them, but uh, I don't put them in that top echelon anyway of the Eastern Conference. But any progress for the Hawks, considering where they've been the last five, six years, uh, would be very impressive. Yeah, Atlanta, 6.9 points per 100 possessions. Better with Young on the floor than without. That's not very shocking at all. They're better when he's out there. Trey, anything to add about this other Trey? It looked bad. Uh, you could hear him screaming on the broadcast because yeah. uh, it happened, obviously, right underneath the hoop where they're mic'd up. So if he's able to return this season, if it's even if he's even able to come back during the regular season, I mean, that's huge for the Hawks because it looked like it was going to be a long absence, no doubt, for Trey Young. But like you guys are saying, Bogdanovich has turned it on a little bit here. Lou Williams has been pretty solid for the Hawks. They just need to kind of stem the tide and hope that something similar doesn't happen come playoff time because uh, it's going to be tough for the Hawks regardless. They're going to be happy to make it into the playoffs, but they got to make it in very first right here because what they're the Knicks are a half game up on the Hawks from yep. four to five and then the Hawks are a half game up uh on the six seed Celtics so those are a couple of teams well at least the the Celtics have playoff experience we'll see what happens with the Hawks uh terrible timing though uh yeah. coming up with a, a playoff push right here but seems to have avoided the worst uh which is good news yeah from bad news to good news here, according to ESPN's Dave McMenamin, Lakers star Anthony Davis will return from a nine-week absence. It's been nine weeks. Uh, tonight, in theory, he's going to be back, provided his leg holds up in practice. That's the final hurdle he's got to get over. Uh, Davis said he now feels 100% healthy from the calf strain and uh, tendinosis in his right leg is what he had, I guess. But Coach Vogel says 80s playing time will be limited to the 15-minute range for the first two games he plays. So, Trey, um, what do you think about AD possibly returning night? And do you think, like, this time off, like, how does it affect him coming up here to the playoffs? Does it does it hurt him because he's rusty, or does it actually maybe possibly help a guy like AD that he'd be rest, uh, rested? What do you think? As long as he's actually healthy for the start of the playoffs, I have zero concerns for Anthony Davis and the Lakers, no doubt. AD is going to be rusty. I can't believe it's been nine weeks that he's missed. That's crazy. That's a long, long time. He's not going to be his best self. Obviously, you're saying he's going to be on a little bit of a minutes limit here. LeBron is hurt as well, so he's not going to get the tasty dishes that he would be uh, come playoff time. But this is Anthony Davis, guys. A walking mismatch. The new George Mikan. The guy stumbles into 20 and 10s just by hanging around the rim. And I think... That LeBron and Anthony Davis could not see each other for six years and then run a perfect pick and roll. You'd like them both to be healthy and together all season. That has not been the case. But as long as they are actually healthy, these are two of the top ten players in the league. Roll the balls out there and they'll be good again. Yeah, the one thing from this McMenamin uh, article, Lily, that sort of jumped out to me is AD said LeBron is still, quote, probably a couple of weeks or so away from returning from, from his injury. Um we got the playoffs starting in yeah. <laughs> a little bit Very more than soon. a couple of weeks. But, like, if there's no LeBron still for, let's say, two or three, he's not going to have a lot of time to ramp up here uh, for the playoffs. And where the Lakers are right now, it's not like you can even use, like, a first-round series as, like, sort of a, you a know warm-up, a, a warm up, which yeah. we've seen LeBron do, of course, before, especially in the East, uh, when you know, in a, in a 1-8 or a 2-7 matchup when you're playing some of the uh, lower-tiered Eastern Conference teams. So, I don't know, that's obviously not good. But AD getting back, um, hopefully tonight, would be uh, it'd be fun to see for Lakers fans. Oh, it'd be huge. And, and I think these next couple of weeks is just him finding his uh, wind back, getting back into rhythm, and then come playoff time, he could just have his legs under him and be ready to go again, which is a daunting prospect for everybody else in the Western Conference because if he's completely overcome uh, this injury, which it sounds like he has, then he just uh, gets himself ready to go again, and he and he you know could be in finding himself right in that good form just as the playoffs start. So I think it's uh, it's great to see him back. But yeah, nine weeks, wow, it's uh, 
that's a long time he was out for just a I think it was just originally an Achilles strain wasn't it they said um, oh he's still yep. here okay yep. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, there he is, there he is. Okay. What's going on today? Oh, I don't know, I thought he left, but he's back here. Okay, but, I guess okay. maybe he didn't sleep that well on that helix after all. Sorry, <laughs> Too much energy, he slept yeah. great. Uh, yeah, so I will say the Lakers did a decent job, like, sort of without their stars. I mean, I, I don't have it in front of me, but it feels like they played basically like 500 ball. Now, did they drop down a little bit in the standings? Yeah, but... You do got a lot more. Hey, turn your mic off, Lee. You're gonna be yeah. talking about Jesus Christ. <laughs> this mic picks your... up uh, everything. Yeah, well, he's talking right beside you. How's that shocking? <laughs> I'm not upset with him. I'm upset with you. Just click mute your mic, man. Oh my goodness. Anyway, AD hopefully back tonight versus the Mavericks. Uh, is that got to be the second game right on TNT? That feels like a big one. So that'd be a fun, uh, fun reason to tune in for that one been doing a bunch of retirement planning stuff lately so i've had documents flying in and out the mailbox a lot of signatures both analog and digital a lot of phone calls a lot of stamps got to get my long-term future straight yeah let me tell you skeets the things we build our future around are the things worth protecting making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones watch your assets with Trust and Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash nodunks for 10% off plus free document shipping. Trust and Will's website is simple to use and the process is straightforward. In no time, you'll have peace of mind that your assets and wishes are secure with easy access and control of your estate planning. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs. Whether it be care wishes, nomination guardians, final arrangements, or power of attorney, it's easy to ensure your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings or the state deciding what happens to your assets. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with trust and will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash nodunks. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash nodunks. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. All right, let's get to a tweet of the night. <laughs> Just roll it, JD. We've got to get out of here. He's got to go parent. <laughs> mm. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. A simple tweet for tweet of the night. Saw it last night. Knew I had to ask it, especially with Lee Ellis on the podcast. Comes to us from at Locker Room app. You get one shot. (laughs) Shout out to Eminem. Would you rather attempt a layup for a million dollars or a three-pointer for a billion dollars? Wow. I will say it doesn't say you have to make either of them, but I'm assuming that's the case. (laughs) I mean, sure. I'll take a three for a billion dollars. Lock it in. But Lee, what are you doing here? A million dollars. Listen, make I a think... layup questionable in the first place. Yeah, but a three yeah. Pointer. I've seen these chances of hitting a layup. I've seen this guy miss too many layups. You're more money from three, man. Take the three. Yeah, I, well, I think about it like this. Like a million dollars is, is obviously a lot of money, but it's not like that life-changing, like all of a sudden you're buying a yacht and a mansion and a you know your private plane. A billion, though, you are buying all that stuff because you got it. You want the glory, man. I'm stepping back. Of course I'm taking a three, <laughs> yeah, you man. Yeah, you don't want anyone saying, you don't want someone saying, oh, yeah, a million bucks for a lot boring. It's like, no, man, there's a billion on the line. Hit that three ball. I'm going to that left corner. I'm knocking down that three. Oh, so you think in this uh, hypothetical, you get to pick where you want to shoot the three from? Uh, three for sure, three, if you ask yeah. me. Yeah. Okay. So go to your Three's hot spot. Three. And, uh, yeah. So you're I going mean, corner. I'm going corner three, yeah. All right. Yeah. Why not? Uh, does your does your decision change at all if you get no warm up? No. Wow. 
confidence, nah. baby. Confidence. No, it's uh, it's just like you 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 wanna you wanna put it on the line, don't you? Someone say, man, you just cost yourself a million dollars. You say, yeah, but it was worth it, wasn't it? For nine hundred ninety nine other million that was at stake if I knocked in three. <laughs> I mean, it would suck if you missed the layup because <laughs> oh, well, that yeah, would no, be the exactly. worst. You're mad yeah. nervous or yeah, something. Yeah. And it just rims in and out, just, and then you're like, ugh. And imagine how baller it would be if you just swish bomb it too from the corner. You know, leave it hanging as you're walking off there. You know, like fing- little finger sign like that. Write that check. You know, as it goes, as the ball's in the air. Like, wow. <laughs> this guy's visualizing it. That's good. That's what you want to do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> What's the first thing you're buying? You splash that three from the corner. Billion dollars is yours. First thing Lee Ellis buys. What? A yacht. nanny? No, a yacht. I'm going to the south of France. A yacht. Get one of those big, big over-the-top yachts. And I'm going to jump off it into the water. Like helicopter one? Like that you can um, land yeah, on? I can prob- yeah, I mean, I could afford a helicopter. So, yeah, I'll, I'll get one <laughs> with a helipad. Yeah. All Completely right. obnoxious, over the top, you know, gold chain, shirt undone, sunnies on. I'm jumping in the water. Yeah. Sounds like you're going to the US Open. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you call in your yacht? You got a name for um, it? Uh, Swish Bomb. Ooh, that's good. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Damn, that's good. good. I like it. Uh, so oh. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're getting a yacht, dude? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> All right. Um, what are you doing, Trey, for that hypothetical? Are you doing the layup for a million or the three-pointer for a billion? Well, somebody in the stream team said that the, the math you've got to do is, are you a thousand times more likely to make the layup <laughs> than to make the three-pointer. I would say I'm a thousand times more likely to make the layup, but I'm shooting the three just like Lee. Wow. A hundred percent. If you got a chance at a billion, I'll even take one from the top of the key. Wow. I'll make, you know, one out of a thousand. I think that's a fair, <laughs> a fair percentage right there. And if it's the one that goes in, I'm also naming my yacht Swish Bomb. <laughs> uh, I'm going to disagree with you guys. I'm taking the million, the easy million. I'll, t- I'll take a layup. I'll do a 360 layup, make it interesting. <laughs> fart layup? Well, that would be baller. <laughs> 360, 360 jump fart layup? Yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll, I'll double it and I'll give you one of my, uh, one of my million from the billion I win if you do a jump fart. Oh. So you actually win two million. Wow. Okay, then that's easy. No, I'm taking the easy million. Uh... Man, though, you guys, I love the confidence, man. Stepping out behind that line, splashing it, buying yourself identical yachts. <laughs> <laughs> the swish and the bomb, and we'll always oh, yeah. ride next to each other. Ooh. How much you get for a rebound? How much do you, do you get to be the guy that rebounds the misses for people taking the billion-dollar three-pointer? I'll sign up for that. Mm. Five grand a board? <laughs> That's awesome. a lot of beef. That's right. Let's hear from all of you out there. A great uh, tweet of the night there. A fun hypothetical. You're taking the layup for a million or the three-pointer for a billion. Let us know your reasons why. And uh, just also let us know what you would name your boat, your yacht, if you you got one. Okay, pick them results from last night. I will not be... uh, winning a yacht anytime soon here with uh, the money I'm making off of bets. I'm 5-10 and 10 now here in the month. I still owe you guys a pick em loss from last month. Uh, brutal run for me. I swerved. I took the Hawks. Um, look good for a second. Maybe if Trey Young doesn't go down, maybe I win this and I cover. But the Knicks in overtime got the victory. I was praying Randall, by the way, hit yeah. that jumper at the end of regulation. I was like, yeah, hit it. I don't care if uh, yeah. the Hawks win. I just want to cover. <laughs> and of course, that's the one he misses. Uh, and then it went to overtime and they and they put the hammer down. So anyway, victory for you guys. Taking the Knicks. Tass and Lee are 9-6. Trey is 8-7. I'm 5-10. and 10. I mean, I'm way back here. Tonight's game is Sixers-Bucks. That is the uh, NBA happy hour game. Milwaukee favored by five and a half at home against the uh, the Sixers. Uh, who knows who the hell's playing in this game? I didn't look it up. I assume because of this line, there's a lot of guys on the Sixers that won't be playing. But Trey, get us started. Who do you like tonight? You like Milwaukee to win by six or more? Yep, I do. Give me the bucks. Like you, I don't really know who's going to be playing, but the Sixers have been missing a lot of guys, and they played last night. So give me the give me the bucks. Okay, fear the deer, Lee. Where are you going? Yeah, same. I mean, it's a TNT game, so maybe uh, maybe MB does play. I don't know what Simmons is doing either. Tobias Harris, I think, is probably out, but uh, Giannis might be out as well for the Bucks. So, so I'll just take Milwaukee home team six points. Sure. All right, let's find out who Tass has. I'll take the Bucks. These standings in the Eastern Conference are going to get interesting these last four weeks. Give me Milwaukee. I mean, what do I do here? I'm so far behind. Do I just, like, 
double, triple down on swerving here at this point. Yeah, sure. Give me Philly. Not happy super about swerve. it. Yeah, this is a super swerve. Sixers to cover. I'm the only one taking Philly to cover. Everybody else has the Bucks to win by six or more. All right, does Oscar have anything uh, left he'd like to say here Oscar, about the Oscar. NBA? Come here, yeah, Come on over, come oh. Here. Come here. You got, you got any? Uh, let's see, let's see. There he is. Who, who, is, Little... um, who is Milwaukee? What are their team? Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, <laughs> Philadelphia. Philadelphia Hornets. No, not the Hornets. They're at the number. Philadelphia. Sixers. Sixers. Nice. Yeah. So it's the Sixers and the Bucks tonight. Who's going to win? Bucks. Bucks. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Just like Dad. <laughs> like Dad. Ask All him. Right. Uh, ask him if he um, would take a layup or a three-pointer for a bunch of money. <laughs> would you take a layup or a three-pointer if you had to? And last one for the boys. Who's your favorite team in the NBA? Hawks. The Hawks. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Hometown boy. Yeah. Wow. Hometown yeah. boy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You, you were born okay. in Atlanta, so you're supporting the Hawks. That's great. Larry Luke would be happy to hear that, wouldn't he? <laughs> hmm? Respect, man. Uh, final question. How is that helix? <laughs> <laughs> How did you sleep last night? Did you have a good sleep last night? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a nice there you go, Helix. Pay us a little extra more money for that one, eh? Yeah, a couple of pillows wouldn't hurt, Helix. Yeah, maybe four <laughs> pillows. Uh, all right. Little old, great to see you. Uh guys, thanks for joining us here, especially all you live people there on the stream team. Thank you so much. Like, comment, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Email us your NBA questions and comments for our next Beach Step and Podcast. Go listen to yesterday's as well as a lot of fun. Grab your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com and subscribe to the athletic. Go to the athletic.com slash no dunks. Tonight, NBA Happy Hour. Join us at halftime of that Sixers-Bucks game. We'll fire up the YouTube live stream. And uh, who knows, maybe Sebastian will join us on NBA Happy Hour tonight. Uh, and there will be an Ellis kid swinging by. So we'll see you then. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And I think we just got a look at Lee's retirement plan. Training his sons to make billion dollar three pointers. <laughs> Thinking ahead, I love it, Lee. Uh, ask, uh, ask uh, Oscar there for a, for a final quote. Uh, here, can you um, tell us uh, <laughs> what's your favorite book to read? What's your favorite book to read? Uh, my favorite book to read is The Lion King. The Lion King. Yeah. Great book. Great choice. Embrace the day, people. <laughs> As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.